Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. This is Game Pass News. We are recording on May 24th. It's a Tuesday and we are so excited to have our first guest for season two Antonio Hypecaster from the Mega Dads. We're going to be talking about all kinds of like, why should you buy Game Pass? Or should you? Should you have an S or an X? And all kinds of crazy video game economy stuff. Plus other things about what does Antonio think about this gosh darn showcase? Let's get into it. I'm not going to lie there. Sorry, guys. I forgot to change to the three-person cast, so now it just automatically flips to two. But we're good now. So we're back to three. Uh, I can do this manually. It's all right. I can. I don't have to have the button thingamajigger do it for me. Uh, Sean. Nick on the fly. Well, before we get started, guys, uh, before we get started uh, with a bunch of video game stuff that we're all nerds about and we all love, uh, something real sad has happened in, in the United States. And we just want to touch on it for a real second and just say that um, thoughts and prayers to the family uh families in texas that have been affected by this elementary shooting uh this stuff is i'm just gonna say it, it's ridiculous it shouldn't happen and uh but right now we can't really get into that we just we just uh our thoughts and prayers and hearts go out to to all the parents and the children teachers educators who hearts are broken and uh so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it but i just wanted to touch on it real quick or we wanted to touch on it real quick sean and i both um so, so Sean, um, trying to somehow uh, transition from that in a way that uh, can can you know we can keep going. How you doing, man? Uh, that's that's a very tough thing to follow. Um, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I feel I feel, I feel bad saying I'm, I'm I'm doing okay, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. I feel very sorry for the people affected. Um, it's I don't know. It seems to hit you get like looking at the reaction of you guys when you were both reading it. It it's funny to see that with obviously the country having the laws that you do it it can hit you as hard as it still hits me because obviously from the uk it's a completely different kettle of fish what we have so yeah but no but anyway moving forward i'm, I'm doing okay uh, i'm still in the classroom at work so i'm still having my brain melted with thermodynamics and electrical theory uh, tomorrow we get to do chemistry so i'm, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> You get to make a volcano, um, put baking soda in it, because that's my kind of chemistry right there. That's what I do. No, we're, right there. We're, doing, <laughs> uh, we're doing removing hardness of chemicals by plus passing it through anions and cations and the whole. Wow. Like, you guys really know how to ruin some fun stuff. Let me tell you. You guys need to go yeah, back to volcano look. make it. <laughs> All right. Uh, to our guest, Antonio, man, we want to thank you so much for being here. We are so hyped that you would be willing to join us, talk about Xbox, Game Pass News, and all that stuff. So, man, how are you doing? I am fantastic. I am living the dream. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I was talking you up a little bit, you know, giving you the kudos because I have familiarized myself with the show and it's freaking excellent. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to guide you a little bit on some gaming stuff, 
about your preferences about about the habits you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna break you so i could reshape you all right and mold you in but yes thank you so much for having me on seriously it, it, it's it's very exciting thank you no problem man hey you're you're gonna be, antonio sounds like he's gonna be like our sherpa guru somehow like like a like a like a he's gonna take us on a journey and i can't wait for it i'm all there for it um so before we uh, before we jump into top stories and all that stuff, uh, we wanted we wanted to give Antonio a moment to talk about where the heck he's from. You guys all know where he's from, though, unless you're living under a rock. He's from the Mega Dads. But man, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing over there? I know you guys kind of had a, a restart too. So tell us a little bit about all that stuff. I love talking about myself, and I love talking about <laughs> Mega Dads. We are just a group of fun-loving dads who, you know, still play games and try to balance it with parenting because you know that that's hard. It is incredible to have just a close-knit group of guys that are just, you know, trying to trying to live the dream, right? Gaming and parenting at the same mm-hmm. time. Check us out at Megadads, uh, no, at the Megadads on Twitter or Megadads.org. That's where you can find it. Again, Antonio aka hypecaster you can find all the stuff that we're working on we cover all the bases you know so all the consoles you know xbox playstation nintendo and just kind of divvy up the load and try to talk about everything exciting and we have some some real fun funny spin on what we do so we got mega dads live which is the podcast so check that out uh it's audio so audio on your preferred podcast platform uh mega dad's live but it's a lot of fun and and the guys are all great uh i'm glad to be their ambassador here because i'm the best okay i'm the best of them you got the cream of the crop that's right heck yeah we did um yeah no i mean i've been listening to you guys uh i got i got hooked in with you guys with the after i started with the nintendo dads and i was like oh who's these mega dads that they're talking about all the time so then uh, i started listening to the mega dads and so so yeah, I always love it. You guys, uh, uh, Adam and Will, were just on the Nintendo Dads not too long ago. Um, and for unless, in case you're new here, or haven't listened, we we are part of the Nintendo Dads family podcast. So we all, we all, like we've we've yeah. So it's just really cool. And uh, man, it's a it's a real cool thing that you you are willing to come on and able to come on. So we really appreciate it. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful with those Nintendo Dads. Okay, there are mortal enemies slash best friends. We can't tell which. You know, we mm-hmm. just keep. Keeping our eye on them. That's all. Mm-hmm. Nintendo dads. I got that's my right. as, as the song always says, your best friends always stab you in the front. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's talk about some top stories today in Xbox and Game Pass. So there, uh, gosh darn it. I'm going to have to fix this, Sean. So there... <laughs> there, there are uh, some interesting some interesting articles came out this week. Um, Kotaku came out with an article that said, you know, maybe everybody's just burned out on on Game Pass, and it should just be, you know, they just don't they should just all unsubscribe. And then also the uh, a former exec came out and was worried that Game Pass may hurt game sales overall, which we actually talked a little bit about last week, Sean. So I don't know what are you guys burnt out on Xbox? Let's start there. Uh, let's go to Antonio. Sorry, I'm not used to three. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Burnt out on Xbox. Are you kidding me? I want to play every chance I get when we had that outage. 
like about a week or so back and I was, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, do I remember how to read? Like tried to pick up a book. I was looking at it like, uh, I, I love Xbox. It's, it's a big part of my life. It's a great source of joy, the escapism of it. And, uh, you know, I think that they were trying to pick up on the latest Twitter, you know, trend. They saw something trending and literally wrote an article um, citing just a few people saying that they were going to unsub due to the lack of some AAA content at the moment. And they literally did it for clicks, which is fine. You have to operate on, you know, your revenue if that if that's what you're doing. I don't. I don't fault them for it. You know, it's they do what you got to do. But if you're um, if you're acting like a outlet that has no, um, you know, standards in that way, it's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to show or we're going to make the money, then that's what you have to accept. And I think that they do. You know, unfortunately, that's that's what you have to do. You take the good with the bad. I don't respect Kotaku as a you know, an outlet just for a number of things, but just this kind of like added onto it for me, I wouldn't justify sure. a click and read it for the details myself, but I do know that they referenced directly the people who tweeted and said that they were right. unsubscribing and like citing it as, as the evidence. Yeah. And even them themselves, um, I forget what the, the guy's name, Gene Park was one, but then who is the other guy? Tony. Um, oh, I can't a, think he commented on Twitter that he was annoyed that his, that his tweets were the, the whole, like a big part of the grounding of the article. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I saw, I, is, I don't it, know is it to Tom Warren? Is that the one you're talking I'm, about? I'm not burnt out. I don't yeah. think anyone is honestly. I think it was like striking while the iron's hot. That's my take. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree to, to some of that too. Sean, what do you got, man? What do you think? Um, I wouldn't say I'm burnt out on it. There's, there's stuff at the moment that's coming out that, I'm on Game Pass. I'm like, okay, I'll give that a pass. Like, I've currently got um, Floppy Nights in front of me. Um, I downloaded it while I was at work this afternoon. Realized it dropped. Thought, okay, so turn it on from elsewhere using the Xbox app and say downloading. Um, but no, I'm not burnt out. I'm just, I mean, I'm eager for more. Give me the, the, the surface. Mm-hmm. The service is great, so just give me more and stuff like that. And reading through the article, he's comparing it very broadly to Spotify, saying, "Oh, Spotify killed the music industry, cut the yeah. annual revenue in yeah. half." And stuff. But what Spotify also does is give everybody the opportunity to get more stuff out there. So we you, we make a podcast every week that goes out to Spotify, which is great because then we're reaching a broader audience than we would have done if we were having to. Mm-hmm. you know pay a monthly subscription fee to to somebody that was going to produce our podcast and send it out but also for your your small like lo-fi style artists you know those that are trying to start out in the industry spotify is great because you get out you can put your music out there for for nothing people download it you you, you know you start to generate an interest and a revenue from that and i can only compare the smaller artists on spotify to the indie artists and developers that are making games that come to game pass on day one and stuff like that. Those, you know, those like Finji and stuff like that with tuning, they can push their game to a smaller, sorry, to a larger audience. Thanks to the streaming service that we've got yeah. with game pass and people then recognize them and be like, Oh yeah, I remember Finji. If he brings out a paid game, people go, Oh yeah. Finji made tunic. That was great. So this is a paid game. You know, 
the amount of time and money and development they've put into the game must have increased. So this game, you know, is going to be good. I, I'm I'm going to go and pick it up. So they've generated a sale by allowing themselves to be on a streaming service. So it, yeah. it can go one way or the other. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I guess for me, one of the things when I, when I read it, I was like, there's a kernel of truth to this. And if they would have done a little bit more journalism, just I'm going to be real frank, if they would have done a little bit more journalism, they could have had a really good, solid article. But instead, uh, like Antonio saying, they basically just went on and took out some tweets. And, and I mean, that's about as anecdotal as it gets, right? Like, yeah. like I mean, it's, I was just on... It, it's t- two tweets long and one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines and two tweets long. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... It's just funny because I was just on the Nintendo Dads and we were talking about like what we thought, you know, this game and this game would be really good because everybody on our Twitter really wants it. And it's like, well, (laughs) you know, that's our Twitter, which we have surrounded ourselves about around uh, Nintendo people. So, yeah, sure. Uh, But I mean, is the gamer industry of a whole, what does that what does that look like? Uh, I think we can oftentimes get in our little bubble of Twitter or whatever, whatever social media platform we use. And, and we, we don't realize that, that that's probably, or maybe not the, the larger, the larger, uh, whole of gaming. Um, and then also just the fact that they didn't mention the indie games that have come to that system. I mean, or to game pass this year. I mean, man, I've, I've been absolutely adoring some of these games that, that are out and having a great time with them. So, so yeah, I, also, I do also, agree. Also, would Sony be trying to do the same thing if it was so bad? Yeah, that's a that's or, a real fair. Or would you want to do completely the opposite, knowing that you thinking that oh, this is damaging the industry? Sony mm-hmm. are trying to follow this in the same footsteps. So, so I don't want to get too real or anything, but to, to Make like imply that like a particular service is at fault is you know nonsense because the digital age revolutionized everything as soon as you can compress audio and you know fit thousands of songs onto an ipod the advent of the different technologies that came out made everything different right so Mm -hmm. i didn't have to go and buy a cassette or cd or you know vinyl you had this digital option the advent of the subscription model you could say kind of is hurting all content industries from music to movies to everything, you know, like, and to say that it's Spotify, I mean, Spotify may be a very popular of the, you know, top 10 or whatever, top five um, services, but come on. I mean, every, this is just something that we have to deal with now. And I do want artists of all types to get paid. Right. You yep. see mm-hmm. tangentially a lot of people on TikTok, all these music artists saying, you know, I work hard. They're like, you got to tour, tour, tour. But now it's like you got to make TikToks and sell this album yeah. and all these digital age requirements of all this effort for pennies. And it's sad. Yes. But like I, I tweeted this, I said, I want to know definitively. Let's clear this up. What are the facts? Right. Does this hurt indie devs? So what we know is they get paid on an agreement X up front, and sometimes that gives them the lifeblood to continue and to fund their next game and you know keep the lights on. And it's all a trade-off of what would your success would have been with or without it. Someone said a very interesting thing the other day. Uh, I forgot who it was. They said, 
well, who's hurting is the indie dev who doesn't want to be on Game Pass. Maybe it was it you guys. It could have been. Anyway, who like definitely want to be on Game I'm Pass, still... but now you kind of have to because people are expecting that, you know. And and it's like, what can you do when you're not, you know, like accepting that offer? You too good to refuse. So mm-hmm. until we have the data, until it's out there freely to everyone, I don't think we know. I think devs are too scared one way or another to say, I don't see enough quotes out there. Here's what I saw from an article from techraptor.net, not reputable by any imagination. I just found it, but it did say indie devs see a 300% growth in revenue split between 190% in participating payments and bonuses for the Xbox game pass program and 110% in add-ons and revenue. I don't know whatever genius figured out Hey, let's give games in a subscription service. People will end up spending more. They'll buy the game if we give them access to the game via subscription. Mm-hmm. I'll never do that. Why would I? I mean, if it's leaving and I love it, yeah. But mm-hmm. too many sales are happening. Who figured this out? How? Yeah. Anyway, it's a it's the only way I'm able to play games as a dad, honestly. So I love Game Pass. Hopefully it does not hurting too many people out there. Yeah, I I totally totally agree with 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 everything you're saying, and uh, and I do feel bad for devs because, like you said, there there is this there isn't. It's not like Mike. You can sit down and say these are the numbers. If you're in Game Pass, then this is what's going to happen. If you're out of Game Pass, then this is what's going to happen. It's too new. You don't know. So it's like they do have to kind of shoot in the dark and say, uh, let's go on Game Pass and take that money. And that's got to be hard to not take, right? I mean, here's Here's um, uh, what was the game we were talking about last week who got like 55 percent of their of their budget for that game covered up front. That's really hard as an as a dev to not say, we'll take that. Yep, that's great. You know, I mean, and then maybe it doesn't turn out being great as they thought it would be. But it's tough. Um, but I think it's interesting. I also hate the economics. There's another part of that conversation I want to talk about. Kotaku has this, like... Uh, just very good. That game yeah. was Fury that we mentioned last Fury, week. Fury, yeah. Um, Kotaku has this very rudimentary, like, let's do basic math of, like, well, Microsoft needs to produce four games a year because they're $60 games and they're four months. You know, $15 is Game Pass Ultimate. So it's that, that'll cover four months of your cost. And so if 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 Microsoft isn't producing four AAA titles a year, then Game Pass is not worth it. And I was like, one, you're, it doesn't make any sense because it's not as simple as that. I'm, I'm also testing games that I'm not buying that I, one, wouldn't be able to play or two, might buy and realize that I, I totally didn't like Westworld is a great, or no, Weird West. Weird West is a great example. I played one character... And then I realized that you were doing this switcheroo of characters. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't like this game. It's not for me. This isn't my thing. So then I moved off of it. I got to test that game, basically play that game, and realize I liked it and didn't like it. Like, I don't know. What do you guys, let me break this down. What do you guys think about that kind of a, that kind of a view of Game Pass? Like, let's do math on you got to have these many games to pay for what my, my, what do you want to say? Your time in it or whatever. Your cost. It's a very economic version of how they're doing it. John, what do you for, think? For me, for, for me, it's 
they, it's hitting that sweet spot quite right with if you bring a game to Game Pass and then there's DLC for it, don't make the DLC free because obviously you spent extra time and effort on top of making the game to make that. So let people play the main game. Let them have like the, the big part of the buffet. So, yep, come and have as many mains as you want, but if you want the dessert to go with that main, you don't have to pay for it. You pay for the downloadable content. Um, but that that saying, oh, you need to have so many AAA games come out to make this worth it, yeah, I think it's a complete load of crap. Um, because... I, if if you're paying for Xbox Gold at ten dollars a month, what's an extra five dollars a month for a hundred plus games? Mm-hmm. So people are like, it, I undenied about it at first when when like when Game Pass came to to Xbox because it was like it was you know it's three pound a month. The games on there aren't great. You know they're not they're like they're really old games and games that I probably aren't too interested in. I'm too busy blasting up on Call of Duty all the time. Um, but then as I've got older and, and I can't, I can't like listen to like other people, other podcasters talk about and other people review games and indies and devs and stuff, indie devs and stuff, I kind of got more interested in that style of game. So Game Pass is great. I don't mind paying that £15 a month. I've got my Xbox Gold. I've got access to 100 plus games that are complete. Like every week we seem to be getting a trick, a steady trickle of games and the occasional big hitter like Halo, Forza Horizon five um you know we got we got a slight hold of battlefield for a while until they realized that was that broken that they didn't want it anymore um so th- there's a couple of things like that you know and there's games that we've got like looking forward to so starfield um what's the vampire one calling out it's just redfall Red redfall mm-hmm. um and you know the the rumor of forza horizon uh, forza motorsport 7 coming like hopefully after the showcase and you know, will the next Doom, like from Bethesda, you know, the big ID game, will that drop? And will that be a game? So there's there's that much to do to it that I aren't going to risk not paying for my monthly subscription because I want access to those games when they come straight away. So now, monetary-wise, I think the Xbox are currently, or Microsoft have currently got that on the, like, perfect. They've balanced it so well, trialing everything for so long that they now have it very well balanced. Sure. What do you think, Antonio? Yeah, I mean, 100% agree as far as it not, you know, making sense and, you know, being rubbish. Like, it, it must have hurt the person who wrote that to type it out. Like, you know, because <laughs> they didn't believe it. There's yeah. no way, you know, you work at, you know, that type of outlet that is, you know, fairly gaming focused. You're, you know... Uh, an adult, you know, right. Mm -hmm. There's no way you believe that. Um, it just, it goes to the conversation of calculating value. Now I personally do believe that like the time that you spend with a game, like your potential play time and, you know, new game plus and all sorts of factors does affect the value of a game. In addition to the price, I think it does matter especially for price conscious people who, you know, I'm definitely one of them. A lot of people are in the gaming space. And I just think that it is going to be subjective. However, I am of the mind that, come on, let's be realistic. And I think we all kind of know. The thing about gaming is it's 
an incredible value just as is. If you look at like what a movie is or what it used to be, even what it is now, if you mm -hmm. went to see a movie or you rent a movie, you're getting hours and hours of, you know, the average game. Let's say a short game is, you know, six hours, eight mm -hmm. hours. Yeah. Um, it's an incredible value for what you're paying for, you know, the com comparable price. Um, you know, music, you know, again, 99 cents for a two minute thing that you're going to listen. There's just so many factors. How often are you enjoying it? How can you replay it? Uh, you know, how much are you paying for it? And it is going to be, you know, to each their own. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. We shouldn't get, you know, all up in arms or, or too angry about other people's, um, other people's opinions on that. However, there are bad opinions, I think. I think there are. And some people are just like, they just don't get it. Um, for someone like me, I think that it's going to be an incredible value for Game Pass. I wouldn't be playing and still in the Xbox if it wasn't for this service. When the baby or we have a two-year-old and she's wonderful and, you know, with parenting comes a lot of costs and a lot of less time. And it was just the absolute perfect like way for me to stick with games that says here's a library and you can pick mm -hmm. up and play as you want and you don't have to buy which you know there was a time where you if you wanted to play eight games you had to buy eight games yeah. at 60 bucks or maybe indies at 15 or 20 mm -hmm. and i don't have the money anymore i'm sorry and it's perfect for me um so i don't agree with that math whatsoever i think that in order for game pass to be worth it they could have a fraction of what they have the day and date. I mean, it's just, it's worth it by any stretch of the imagination, even without triple a there. Mm -hmm. I said it, I can't drop my mic. It was expensive. <laughs> I don't play. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally, I, I agree with what you're saying on, on all accounts. It's like, listen, if, if it's not for you, then just unsubscribe from it. That's fine. But this is apparently one guy who thinks that who only wants to play AAA. And no, no shade. If you only want to play AAA brand new titles, then great. Unsubscribe from Game Pass and go go do that. That's fine. But for the rest of us, like I'm just gonna run through really quick. This is what I have played and beat uh, on Game Pass and enjoy <laughs> yeah. and enjoy this list <laughs> and enjoyed by the way. I mean, I didn't, I didn't like play these cause like I'm on Game Pass news. So I got to beat this game. If, if I don't like a game, if I don't think I'm going to like a game or I don't like it, I don't play it. Like, I, I'm sorry guys. You, you'll hear me say that. Ah, oh, that's a deck building game. It's turn-based strategy. I'm out. You know, it's just not for me. Um, for me, I played the gunk. I played, I played nobody saves the world. I played Zest door, Far Changing Tides, Tunic, Psychonauts 2. Yes, I know that was last year, but I just got to it this year. Uh, Limbo, that was a long time ago. Just got to it this year. Life is Strange, Turnip Boy, Lost in Random, Bug Snacks, and Ayadin Chronicles. I beat, I beat all of those. <laughs> I agree with you on Ayadin Chronicles. We can have a conversation about that in a bit. Um, um, I I absolutely love loved those games and i don't have no idea i was gonna do homework and try to figure out how much that actually was but it was too much work i got like two or three games in and i was like nope no thank you i'm out um so so yeah for me it works for somebody else if it doesn't that's fine move along i think that's great oh man yeah. antonio just got like recharged he got like refueled is what he got good for him <laughs> um so yeah so, i don't know yeah, what do you got dad, my dad's one of those that like 
only wants to play the big games. He's not interested in the indie little, little indie dev games and stuff like that. So every time I go around, like today I went around, I was like, oh, he was playing, he was playing Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves that game. And I walked in, and I, like he was looking down the scope, and I thought, oh, are you playing Sniper Elite Five? And he was like, no, I'm playing Red Dead. I was like, oh, oh okay. I thought you'd seen that Sniper Elite Five was coming, like was on Game Pass. And he's like, is it? And he, it literally like turned Red Dead off mid game. I went to Game Pass to look for it, and it wasn't there. I was like, oh, that's that's my bad. That's like he's coming Friday, and he's like, oh no, that's still good. I'll like. I, I, and he sat and watched all the the trailer videos for it. it was like no i'm gonna get this i'm gonna play it so like my dad has it my dad has game pass he, he like but only for the big games so yeah i think it's he, he I, must see he must see there's a worth to it so. yeah man for sure okay um anything else before we move on i think we we beat kotaku down enough i think we're good now uh, moving on, the next top story I want to uh, I wanted to chat about. Uh, this came from a question. I just I just made this question a top story because I thought it was real good. Um, Dokad eighty seven in the Nintendo Dads Discord said, "I'm really considering in buying an Xbox and leaning heavily on the X over the S. I'm leaning heavily on the X over the S. I'm more of a casual gamer than hardcore, but the price difference between the both of them is nearly half. I just can't get my head around the lack of performance of the S to the X and to me that just does not seem next generation and i just don't see the point but at the same point for being a casual gamer should i really invest such a invest in such a powerhouse of the x what's your thoughts uh antonio i'm gonna throw to you first man being our guest what do you what do you think about that question i think the key word there was that he was more of a casual um i would go with the s I, I think that all the accounts that I've seen from the performance is that people are surprised at what the S can do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the X has the internal SSD. And I'll be honest with you, because I'm an early adopter and I am addicted to convenience like that, it really is a game changer. I remember the first PC I had that had the operating system installed on an SSD um loading games um off the series x that i own with the ssd it just i could never go back and i'm glad that i did nab one i was a hawk on the online realtor um stores when i was trying to buy one and thank god i got it and it's uh it's an amazing machine the x but if you're talking about you know, price in any sense of the imagination, just go with the S I would, I would advise and Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And, um, you know, Xbox has great digital deals all the time. I I think that you'd be happy. You won't know what you're missing until you experience the X anyway. (laughs) Uh, so don't worry about it. I'm in the market for a computer upgrade after like eight years and I was uh, researching GPUs and what games can run uh, in addition to some other work needs that I have. And when you break it down, the Series X is just, it's its incredible. It's almost unbelievable, the performance that you get for the price um, that you can game on this machine at $599 and to get comparable with a, you know, let's say a new PC, you know, it's just, it's a deal and a half and it works flawlessly for me. And I, I love it. Um, go with the S <laughs> don't get sure. the X 
and you know go down to an s don't do that you'll you'll never you'll never be able to recover sorry that's an interesting that's an interesting point of view i never thought about it that way what do you got sean um yeah i i I agree if you're just casual you're not you know also the other stuff that comes with owning an x is do you have the tv that can handle all the outputs to make the x as amazing as it is so um but yeah, go for an S. If you're a casual, you you know you you want to play the next gen games with decent graphics, and you have a decent TV or monitor setup, then go go for the S. Um, the only there's there's three things that made me go for the X over the S. Um, I play a lot of heavy games like Call of Duty, so I wanted the response. Like I'll play a lot of PvP stuff, so I wanted the like the. Basically, I wanted the edge that sometimes that might give you having all the the, the power behind it that it has. Um, I play a lot of disc games, so um, I like Elden Ring, the whole Elden Ring fiasco that we went through. Mm-hmm. You got that digitally, and you can't get that back. So that's, that's you know, you've lost you've you've lost the money on Elden Ring. I took Elden Ring and traded it in, and then got enough in store credit to just pick up Kirby and have change left over. So, <laughs> I think we just <laughs> ruined it. I couldn't get on. I, I couldn't get on with Elden Ring. It was too too much oh, for me. I, oh my so. god! All right, but but that's that's. Let's this not is talk how, about that. Yeah, this um, is how I, um, I I don't have enough. UK homes don't have enough room for storage. If I needed to like star everything I wanted, I'd a end up in divorce because my wife would not like me to have all the stuff around me all the time. And B, we just have shelves everywhere. We we struggle for like storage in the in the UK. I don't. If I had a basement or I had, like, if I could convert my garage to a room, which was just my stuff, then yes, I'd probably have a collection of games, retro consoles, and stuff like that because I absolutely love that stuff. But I don't have the space for it. So, a lot of my games it is I like Dying Light Two. I got on disc. I played it to absolute fruition, and then traded it in because I had no use for it. I played it to the point where I couldn't play anymore and there was other stuff coming out. So I traded it in, I kept the install credit for the next game that I wanted to get, which was probably a Switch game. And I just, that's how I operate. So that's another reason why I got the X over the S. And then the third one is just the X was more available in the UK. So more, mm. more people were buying up the S, sniping them really quick in the UK to sell them because they were cheaper. So they were turning them around. There was like people were selling Xbox s's like the series s for the price of a series x because the demand was there people were just buying it so i, I picked up an x because it was the the first console out of the two that became available that i weren't paying an overprice for so hmm. yeah um so i have an s um i i bought an s really uh for the first reason you said sean because i i don't have a tv and don't have plans to buy a tv that's going to be able to power what the x can do um, especially down in the basement, because I knew it was going to be down in the basement, and there's no way that I was going to be like, "Honey, why don't we buy a 4K TV and put it in the basement, <laughs> and we'll have the we'll have the 1080p TV upstairs? That'll be great, right? That wasn't going to fly. So, and there was no way she was going to let me buy two. So, uh, I was like, "All right, uh, I think I'll just buy an S." I have I have enjoyed it. Now, like Antonio said, it's a great point. I may have an X and be like, oh my God, I don't realize I never knew how what I was missing. I think that's really a possibility. Um, but I I have never seen an X in in action in real life. So 
Um, yeah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself somebody who is like fawns over graphics, to be honest. I realized this when I started to review games for the Nintendo dads, like I'd submit a review and then I'd go out and look and see, and, and I'd be like, yeah, it was a good game. It seemed like it was pretty good. And then somebody'd be like, oh my, did you see how the frames dropped and how the things did this and how the graphics were that? And I was like, oh no, I guess I didn't see any of that. Whoops. I didn't mention any of that in my thing. Cause I just don't like, it's all I focus on. I've been playing Nintendo games most of my life. Let's be honest. Um, and, but the one downside is what you said. And I, I think we, and I think we're going to have to have a conversation with Antonio about, about Elden Ring and that I, I'm, I'm happy to have it. I, I didn't get along with Elden Ring. It's not that I didn't like it. It was that it really frustrated me playing it. And I wasn't, I wasn't having an enjoyable time with the game. Um, and that's why I game is to have fun. Uh, <laughs> we're going to hope that Antonio stays with us at this point. If you can see, man, if you're not, li- if you're just listening, you're missing his face right now. Um, and so I realized quite quickly, I was like, crap, I just lost my 60 bucks. Like, like I'm on the record of saying I want to play Xenoblade. But I'm going to buy that on cart, and if I don't like it, Xenoblade 3, and if I don't like it, then I'll just return it, and I'll get at least some of my money back, right? Or not return it, but, you know, trade it in or sell it to somebody else or whatever. Um, and so how often do you have to do that before you basically have paid for the X, right? If you don't like a game, you got to do it, what, four times, basically, before you've paid for the X, if you would have just bought that and returned it? Those economics might be as shaky as Kutaku's, or just a little short of that, but they are they they are there. Um, and for me, but that wouldn't make me change my mind. I would still buy an S uh, because I don't plan to do what I did with Elden Ring very often because of Game Pass. If Game Pass wasn't there, I'd say buy an X because if you don't, if you're going to be buying all these games, you don't like them. It allows you to shuffle them around. So, um, <laughs> any final thoughts? <clears throat> okay. <laughs> So if I had a digital console, I would definitely and you know make sure that I was game sharing. Um, I think that it was either Phil or some Xbox executives, like they were just knowing that people do it and you know that you can <clears throat> split the cost of digital games in a sense with people. So definitely try to do that with someone who's also you know buying games. That's one way of kind of getting rid of the bite of a game mm-hmm. that you buy and then don't like. Um, you can also take advantage of the Xbox return system where you can play a limited time and then return um, for different reasons. They, from what I've told, it's I've only used it once, but they're fairly lenient where if you you know play under the amount of hours, you can hmm. request a refund. So I would definitely look into that. That might help. Um, quickly, Elden Ring is a fantastic game. I don't like Souls games like... I always liked the idea of them, but bounced off Mm -hmm. the difficulty and same like you, I was frustrated. Um, There are certain things that you can do to approach the game that will make things easier for you. And also it's a matter of investing your stats into your health and then a matter of um, fighting all of the smaller enemies first. Those two things combined got me over the hump. And once I got over the whole difficulty of the game completely like changed and it became a much more enjoyable enjoyable experience. Mm. It takes about eight hours, though, to get there. I'm glad that I stuck with it for those eight hours because I put, like, 40 in so far. And, again, despite bouncing off all other Souls-type games, it's my top one of my top five favorite games of all time now and very addicting. So I'm glad you have it on that machine. You got your digital rights to it because I'll get you. 
I just, <laughs> I just need some more time, but we'll, we'll talk about it. You're, you're going to get there. And it's, it's, it's a rush when you, when you do well at that game and you get over that, that initial hump. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, uh, we're all on the same page though. Mm-hmm. I think about, yeah. you know, you got to buy what's within your budget, right? Here's a quick pro tip. Instead of buying a 75 inch TV, sit closer to the screen. <laughs> yep. That's true. You know, that is true. Yeah, I uh, I do that with my little guy here. That's how I. Yep. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. My my next purchase is a new TV. Um, after watching, my dad's got a, a smaller TV that runs 120 uh, hertz or frames per second, and what watching the X perform on that compared to my TV, which only runs at 60, um, that is my next purchase. But nice. that's going to be a while yet. <laughs> and then then the daughter will get this TV. It'll kind of like. Yeah. swap she's she's just yeah she's using the tv that i had like nearly t- 12 years ago so so uh so sean does Lindsay know that that's the next purchase uh, yeah she, she, she <laughs> always knows that i'm looking she um, she advocates to the buying of technology she bought the oculus for me so god bless her good <gasps> oh, job oh nice nice mm-hmm. um all right. Uh, if there's nothing else, we Antonio, we wanted to pick your brain. Um, of course, we know that Microsoft has no games coming out ever uh, for the rest of the year. Never, ever. Um, so since there's no games coming out, Antonio, I was wondering what you thought. Uh, Sean and I were both wondering what you thought was coming out in this showcase. What do you what do you think? Like top three things you're hoping for? I don't care. You're hoping for or you think you'll see uh, you go either way. You tell you tell me. So here's the story, okay? Hypecaster, right? It's mm-hmm. all about hype. Uh-huh. In order for hype to exist, you really have to be an optimist sometimes. <laughs> uh, like the anticipation of games is a lot of times better than what we actually get, you know, the, the actual experience. So um, there's one of two things is happening, right? Either the Bethesda Microsoft delay right of redfall and um starfield is starfield is either ready to go and just needs polish or it has major problems right Mm -hmm. for it to be you know for them to have to change the release date from the you know 11 11 whatever you know yeah that they are so proud of it's either polish or it's a disaster right I'm going to go with it's polish, right? So I'm going to assume that I'm going to believe, right? Quickly, I'll go back. I'm, I don't believe Todd Howard for a second. He lied to me about Fallout 76. I pre-ordered. I got the a maximum edition and all that stuff. I've gone back to it after all updates, and it's trash. It's uh-huh. not trash, but it's bad. <laughs> um, I like it. So I don't believe his ass. He lied to me, and I think he's a a shill corporate suit who will say anything to sell product. Going back, okay, let's assume that Starfield's fine and that it didn't get too ambitious and all that. That means that it's almost ready, right? And they just need that polish time, which tells me that they show gameplay and it blows people away, okay? That's that's the best case scenario that we have is that starfield is shown 
and all the haters saying, oh, it was delayed. This is the end of the world. We have nothing to play. They're like, damn, this is like very impressive. Um, that's what I think, that they make Starfield a crux of the show and that it blows people away. That's the best case scenario. I, awesome. I mean, deep down, I don't believe it. But <laughs> that's, it just, it doesn't make sense. Um, they say it's gonna, it could be Skyrim in space. It's not possible. Skyrim is like a ground-based, you know, like I just played, you know, the Enhanced Edition, like, you know, in, in the most uh, extreme mode that they added, you know, there's no fast travel. So it's very grounded. You're, let's go get through the forest and over the mountain and through the cave. That's not how space works. It's a lot of empty space and there's way too many locations. So I think that Starfield got too ambitious. Uh, I think the second thing that they do, if they were smart, is they saw Atomic Heart, like I did when it was early in development. They, they saw its potential and then they're gonna push that incredibly hard and it will release as one of the mainstay fall games are you familiar with atomic heart yeah i was just going to ask you to 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 fill me in sherpa me some atomic heart is a uh first person action adventure game in the vein of bioshock if you watch this if you can pull it up please look at it and be jaw-droppingly impressed the character models are incredible the world is very odd and interesting it is set in like an alternative soviet era um with a like this is new technology but it's also old and it's just incredibly strange it looks for a i don't know what kind of a's it is triple a or whatever but Mm -hmm. I, i don't think it's a triple a but the developer seems to know what they're doing and deliver it's kind of like bioshock and the franchise without the shackles of bioshock mm-hmm. so it's like what can we do to make this type of um kind of melee and shooting combat where you're kind of getting through an interesting twisted world and introduce all these ideas it is fire okay it is fire it will be fire and everyone will know that it is fire when it releases i've been following this game for a long time and i was excited when i had seen that xbox was kind of you know promoting it mm-hmm. i believe that they will try to do a call of duty type thing because i believe it's multi-platform i don't know for sure I it's on it. steam i know that because yeah, I'm, I'm looking at PlayStation it here as well oh, okay. so they they will do a call of duty style thing where they make it seem like it's theirs right and they like yeah. kind of buy up the like oh let's make it seem like you can only play this here yeah. but i think they'll rest hang their hat on that um and then the third thing if you want three i, oh, I do say oh, man I, I would release the puck or the dongle or the play anywhere thing. How long have we been waiting for, you know, it's rumored we're mm-hmm. there, right? They've been right. working on this cloud gaming thing for a while. If you have the assistance of a component that plugs into any screen and can play, you know, game pass and basically then all you need is a controller. I mean, it's going to revolutionize things and, I think that if it's, you know, very fairly lag free, they're going to make waves with it. And I think if they wrap up everything with, you can play all this for $30, you know, Mm -hmm. 
plug this into any screen and they show like a montage of people plugging that shit in everywhere and it's like and your game sync and you know you can cloud stream or whatever download to this other thing i don't know i just think it would be it's definitely a leg up on the services aspect if you're competing with you know nintendo and playstation they just they seem to offer more in that space and i think mobile gaming is um it is going to be the future you know there's issues with it but i, I love playing in like I ordered a Steam Deck, I use Project X Cloud, I I've subscribed to GeForce Now and to all the you know the different mm-hmm. services, trying to you know test them out, um, because I love them. You know, limited time. Right. You know, convenience is key in the future, and yeah. future is now. So those That's are right. my three. Awesome, I appreciate it, man. Um, now and we very quick, go ahead, very, yeah, go ahead. very quickly. I completely forgot about Atomic Heart until you mentioned it, and I am so glad. Oh, you did everybody because- did. It's going to be great because people don't have their eye on it. They're going to be like, like, there's going to be like, probably like 60% of people are going to be like, wow, I had no idea. It's going to be great. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I I love by, I loved Bioshock and it's definitely got that esque to it, but there's something else as well. And I can't remember the name of the game, but yeah, very creepy looking. It's going to be dope, man. So dope. A question we had from the community, uh, just kind of throw it in here because it goes along with what we're talking about. Hambone Johnny asked, what's your biggest fear regarding the Xbox presentation next month? What is lack of gameplay? Yeah, if they just show like a bunch of cinematic trailers, people aren't going to be satisfied with that. And the overall impression is going to confirm the fears that things are not ready. Um, The more gameplay they can show um instead of pre-rendered then the more confidence they will have that all these studios they own are close you have mm-hmm. to you have to show that you're close at this point and for sure i don't know if they are i don't know that probably is my biggest fear that they're not close on any of this and it's all 2023 like if we walk in there like because they have a handful of games that they could that they could drop like plague tale um, there's a couple others too, and I had the I had them down last week, and I forgot. Hellblade. Uh, Hellblade, yeah, thank you. Hellblade's uh, not ready, man. Uh, that might be the case. We'll see, but that is probably my biggest fear. If we legit have no games this year, man, that is that is rough. I mean, uh, you know, it's not game, it's not Microsoft ending or anything like that, or it's not going to kill Game Pass. We've all chatted about. There's a bunch of other stuff out there, but um, yeah, that's probably my biggest fear that everything we see ends with a like coming 2023 because I also at that point i mean being a guy who's just followed xbox for a few years now it also at that point kind of gets this mindset of like well i can't trust anything these guys say right like i mean i just like we we started we started out with the showcase of xbox with halo infinite coming out in five months and then it came out like a year after what they said it would. And now you got Starfield and, and Redfall, but I don't really count Redfall because I don't think anybody really thought that was coming out. But Starfield really was a solid deal or people thought it was a solid deal. And then that gets pushed and you start to lose any credibility that you, you know, people just, it's kind of, and I said this in Nintendo, it's kind of like the indie world, right? It's kind of like, well, you know, I don't I don't trust any game past three months on the indie world in Nintendo when they drop that because it's like, it's probably not coming out until for six, two years. So, you know, you lose that credibility and that's that becomes a real issue. So what about you, Sean? I mean I, I joked uh with Hambo in the in the Discord when he when he put that question in. I sent the meme of Will Ferrell from Zoolander where he goes, You'd nothing. You guys did nothing. 
Um, oh, yeah. But that, that's my biggest fear. It's exactly the same as you. They're going to come mm-hmm. back with very little gameplay of everything. They're going to be rendered trailers, people talking about the games, interviews with the developers, and very flaky release dates. Mm-hmm. Right. My absolute dream is they're going to turn around <laughs> and go, well, here's Forza Motorsport 7. Go play that for six months. Well, you know, this next game comes out and this next game comes out and like they just kind of like throw candy from from the bucket and be like, here, have all this. So yeah, that's that's my hope. But you know, you guys hope's crushed. Nick, does Forza do it for you? The no, No. especially not not motorsports. Yeah, especially not motorsports. I mean, Forza Horizon. I love love Horizon, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not down for for motorsports at all, but I mean, are you guys are you guys live reacting, Antonio? You guys doing uh to the showcase? You guys doing anything like that? Um, so we are planning on doing it, yes. And okay. I am, I believe that it will be underwhelming, and that they've done enough to kind of signal that that's the case. But I believe that this year, this year's you know, it's not, it's about half over. There's plenty to play, you know, mm-hmm. like d- I was going to ask, do you guys know, did they delay Gotham Knights already? Um, no, I don't think so. No. I, I, I they actually I showed had, it off, didn't they? Yeah, they, they yeah. were showing some of it. So Stalker 2 isn't coming, no. but I think Hogwarts Legacy might. Oh, uh, we so need, I think yeah. I think Hogwarts might come, Gotham Knights might come, uh, a, a few other ones. Like there, there's some decent third party or multi plats that are gonna keep us completely occupied, and I think that that's fine. There are quote unquote indie games on Game Pass that I'm discovering lately that are just really good, and the the fact is is. Um, Elden Ring, Elden Ring's another one that's great to me that I can chew on, you know, till the end of the year. So I don't believe that there is a drought. I think that people are piling on to Xbox because, like, they just generally get a harder time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be a time where Xbox's problem is that they have too many games coming out of all these studios that they have to create a manageable release schedule because they're going to be cannibalizing each other. Um, there's just too much that is in the pipeline for them. Um, and it's all got crunched. You know, it's like when everybody delays, it's mm-hmm. okay, who's pushing back? And it's like, well, you have to release and, you know, go to the next thing. It doesn't make sense. So it, it's an interesting problem to have. I couldn't be more happy as an Xbox fan and owner. Um, with what I have now. So that's my take. Sure. That that makes uh I mean, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I I wonder if on some on some weird plane this works out uh for us for us Game Pass subscribers. Because I wonder if at some level, if there really is nothing, I feel like Microsoft will go out and get a game and and spend more money than they probably want to to put a game on that service just because they don't want to let it let it sit with nothing. So, you know, if we if we get one of those games we're chatting about on the service that maybe we wouldn't have if they had a if they had a, even a a modicum of a lineup, I think uh I think that could work work well for us. So, we'll it it would have been great if Blizzard Activision was locked up for them where they oh, yeah. have said that the new 
Modern Warfare was going to be exclusive or whatever. I, I heard a rumor from someone not reputable that was saying that there would be a, a beta for the new Modern Warfare 2 uh, exclusive to PlayStation. Like that was like already in the works, but I mm-hmm. don't know that. So yeah, I get you. It, it would have been a great get. There was a lot of things they could have done. I'm hoping that that they foresaw an, with enough time to make a move like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, soften the blows, so to speak. But, um, who knows? You know, yep. they have a lot of money and money solves a lot of issues. So that is true. And at the moment, we'll see. We'll see after June, after the showcase, if they got a lot of issues or not. So um, in the news bulletins, real quick, uh, Stalker 2 is back in development or development is back underway, which is a really good thing. Uh, I'm excited. I've, I've not played a Stalker game, so I'm excited for this to come out. I agree with Antonio. I don't think we're going to see this game anytime this year. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll get it in 2023. And like you said, that'll be a packed 2023 if we get all of them. Um, acquisition Support stalker too, because it was affected by the Ukraine yes, Russia yep. war. So definitely yep. support those guys. And it looked cool already. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they do get on track, support that game. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, acquisition is moving fast, says Microsoft, Microsoft president, Brad Smith, but fast is, a is a, you know, is a relative term to to the process, to the mammoth process they have. So, um, you know, they said June oh, of last year, fast might be see. May or March or me, you know, might get a couple months early, but I don't think you don't look for anything this summer or anything like that or anything this year. I, I like the uh, the quotations in that. Um, oh, yeah. Did yeah, re, do you? Do you have it? Yeah, it's moving fast, at least fast enough for an acquisition of this size. One of our attorneys has summed up nicely by saying we're coming to the end of the beginning and now we're entering the beginning of the middle <laughs> that is good it's it's like, great. It's, yeah sounds like the johnny depp trial <laughs> yeah oh yeah no we're not going there um hopefully it ends up a lot better than that um so so yeah that is that is acquisition watch just always here to keep you guys up to date on that stuff um but don't want to spend too much time we are anything else sean before we jump into spotlight no, let's talk about what we've been playing. Let's do it. See, I fixed it on the fly. See that? I did it. Anyways. Oh, you can't see it. Like Anyways, I did. Um, uh, Antonio, we're going to, as as our guest, we're going to let you go first, sir. So what the heck have you been playing in the last week? So I am honored and humbled. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of in adulting so we actually sold our house for the last four weeks i've been painting patching repairing and doing all sorts of things and i did the ignorant decision of trying to not hire movers to in my defense it was like a thousand dollars and stuff so i was like you know what i can move boxes but it was a complete mistake and i've been very busy that said Again, Game Pass comes to save the day. I have dipped into games that I've been interested in. Um, the three that I've been playing was MLB The Show. Mm-hmm. I hate baseball. I mean, I don't understand it. If you watch, you know, any IRL baseball game, they're like, and the grass today is four centimeters above the ankle and you know the popcorn is two dollars more and both and they talk about everything (laughs) except the game because you know the players are eating snacks you know there's nothing happening 
Yeah, I get you. You know, and and the and it's just a, such a slow paced game. And I played MLB The Show 22, which is again a PlayStation Studios game on Game Pass. Like I actually, my heart skipped a beat when I saw the PlayStation logo come up. It's a very good game, um, and a lot more entertaining than IRL baseball, in my opinion. It was very fun to play the pitching, the batting. They have a lot of options as far as sliders and difficulty options and game modes, and they have a a whole mode called Conquest where you play basically Risk, and you move your fans which are your armies around a grid and you can attack defend just like risk. And I spent an hour and a half on it last night, just like, cause I like risk and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and then you eventually have to play a three inning round of baseball to, you know, uh, conquer a, uh, like a castle or hub. And it, it, it just introduces a lot of ideas. I think a lot of the sports titles get, very creative sometimes with their sure. game modes um and like i'm not a big um nfl like player but when madden comes out with their like mini like arcade modes i play those so mm-hmm. surprisingly if you're not into baseball i would say try mlb the show 22 it is very well done um very fun it's arcadey if you want it to be and the graphics are very good and you feel like you're in a game the broadcast like presentation is great um the other thing that i played was citizen sleeper on game pass how's that Um, it is a sci-fi choose your own adventure game (laughs) that also has uh like dice rolling and like uh plays out like a board game so really i didn't get that from it that's interesting it's extremely interesting. I'm glad that I, I have a bunch of games on my Xbox that, you know, are in a, like a filter that are just like, oh, try this when I can. And um, I'm so glad I clicked on it because if you're into sci-fi, it presents a very compelling story and a story that's very bite-sized. So there's this arc of you being like a um, an android hybrid that is like a shell of a person and it's kind of explaining kind of there's a mystery behind who you are and how you came to be and you land on a space station and you meet all sorts of people and you can choose to befriend people and help them with their tasks and each characters are little vignettes that pop up with text and it's a lot of reading but it it's very well done i think the best type of stories and and text space in games are the kind that are really well written where it's going to keep your attention it doesn't just go on and on it's like you know like three four sentences and then it's like three four sentences three four sentences and then you're done Mm. and then it's like okay choice time and then you make choices um it's based on dice rolls so you can take a limited number of actions and manage your health and hunger and um survive there's no combat that i've seen yet but you feel the sense of danger i would highly recommend it to anyone who likes choose your own adventures narrative driven games which i told you before the show i'm not a narrative driven person but it got me it was very interesting and i would say to give it a shot it's minimalistic and the like everything else about it like you see a space station you kind of move 
from node to node, which is like you're in the bar now, but like you never see a bar. It's just like saying, oh, this is the bar on the space station and you see like the outside hub. Um, so you're going through, but I've, all the actions felt meaningful and that starts to branch off in a way where your choices feel like they have a lot of impact. So you're not able to see everything. You're not able to help everyone. You have to manage your time and your energy mm. to, you know, only help certain people. So those are the two things that I've been playing um, most recently. Um, but I was playing Elden Ring before that. And it was good. And I'll convince you that it's good. I have no, I don't, I wouldn't be in the camp that Elden Ring isn't good. I'd just be in the camp that it might not be for me. Uh, but maybe with the with the right, you know, help and tutorial and guidance, I could see myself through it. But um, yeah, I mean, I was oh. smashing myself onto, onto Hansy, the, the six-armed man, and I just, I was like, nope, I'm literally like pissed at this game right now, and this isn't where I want to be as a gamer. So I just, I just set it down and moved on. Um, I did. I'm sorry. I wanted to mention since you played it, Elodine Chronicles Rising. I don't know if you were aware that it's a uh, a prelude game. Like it's a game created in anticipation mm. of an actual mainline mainline game that's coming later. And I think that has a lot to do with why I didn't like it. Like you know, JRPG mm -hmm. um, are typically a slow burn, and it's like, hey, let's create a even slower burn prelude game to a yeah. game. Whoever came up with that idea, I don't know why you, why you did why did you do that? Did it require this much like groundwork in in your story you're gonna tell? I hope so because it it, it was a beautiful game, beautiful mm -hmm. backgrounds. But I did try the one same game that you tried and I bounced. I could not. Yeah, I could uh, not handle it. I'll I'll hook onto that. Um, I was bummed when I found out that a hundred heroes, which is the game that's coming out next year with it, is going to be turn based. Because I'm not a turn-based RPG guy. So that's what I heard, is that it, they're making that one a turn. And I was like, why did you make the Prelude action RPG and the other and the 100 Heroes turn-based? And I'm trying to remember where I heard that from, but I, I can't can't place it right now. But I don't I don't like turn-based games. So I'm never so I won't ever get into 100 Heroes. My issue with Iodin Chronicles and this I I struggle with RPGs because uh, bef like before you got I was telling Sean I was like I'm taking on this lava dragon guy. I'm having a great time with it. And then I come back and I'm like, what's the next big thing? Let's do it. Let's get in there. Let's do it. And they're like, how about you build a spa for the town and you go around and look for random crap and talk to people for about two hours. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like and I know it's not it's not this. It's not this particular game. This is an RPG thing that happens and I get it. But it's like. Why are you taking me out of the fun of like, like, you know, taking on these big monsters so that now all of a sudden you want me to go find these rocks and build this spa and talk to that guy and this guy and, and I don't know. And it, and it suffers from what you're saying, which is like, you know, it's good if you just do these like bite sized text chunks and move on. And it's just, there's a lot of reading. And the last thing I'll say, and I did beat it. Um, and a lot oh, of it I like. What? Yeah, I beat it. You beat it? Yeah, wow. um, I did. And a lot of it I like the combat where you use different buttons for all your different characters and you can chain those together and link them and make, you know, make bigger and bigger attacks. I think that is so fun. But these quests and I'm I'm all good with a good amount of quests. I mean, I'm an Animal Crossing guy. We all know that. Um, 
but the quests that that have me going from two screen over, right? So it's like, go talk to Bob. Okay, so I got to go two screen over, talk to Bob. Then Bob says, yeah, I'll do that. And two problems. One, I don't want to do a thousand of those small small quests that don't mean anything, that don't, that don't take any real effort except my time, which makes me feel like you're just padding the game. And then beyond that, Bob would say, yeah, I'll do that. I'll go talk to him. And then I'd have to go back to the guy that gave me the quest initially to complete it. And so it just has some like questing issues in my opinion. And, uh, but other than that, if they can, I don't know if they can figure out a way to really, uh, spotlight that combat system and the collect the items and all that jazz to build up the town. I'm in on all that. I loved it. Thought it was great. It just, I, I grew very weary of, of like, go do this, go do that. And there was no real, gameplay involved it was just me so, walking to a screen and talking to a guy and then walking back when you beat it you got the diamond the uh achievement or whatever it's called you know like popped. um yeah uh, yeah the yeah the main achievements what, that i finished what, all the main per, quests do you remember what percentage it was was it one percent no no actually it's fairly high i know i don't think i ever got below like seven percent in the game so i mean i mean fairly high for what you're thinking um so, so when you get when you like pop an achievement like it'll say this many players have also gotten it yeah i know what you're is. talking about yeah so it, it would i would assume it would be incredibly low like nobody's beating that game un- unless other people are really liking it but I'm gl- i'm glad that you stuck with it that's good that you were able to do that but it, it just seemed like the payoff was just not there for me on the moment to moment so that's interesting wow yeah i i i'm with you by the time i got bored with it i knew i was pretty much like two-thirds through so i was like no 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 we're not we're not stopping now we're gonna we're gonna get to the end um and i did start to disregard side quests like the stamps and all that i, I was like nope i'm done we're just going to main the rest the of it. Quest, the stamp thing. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Um, um... Yeah, the, the, DM, the DMs I've got from Nick have been great around this game because it's kind of go, oh, man, I'm really in for this. This is great. It's just so much fun. And <laughs> yeah, then, like, a week later, this is starting to get repetitive. I, I've, I've, like, I've just gone through 100 side quests and now there's 100 more. To I got the the, the fine, I like, I woke up to it this morning because you sent it last night and I woke up to it finally being it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. It, it was a, it so was a high and it, the enthusiasm yeah. curve was like just yeah. invertly proportional down to all or nothing. Yeah. And that's a bummer because they, they have something here. They just don't know how to ride it through for an entire game. And hopefully they'll figure that out with hundred heroes. Um, so I'll just keep going if that's okay, Sean, and then we'll hop to you. Does that work? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, I am still playing Box Boy and Box Girl. Me and my mom every Sunday play uh, video games. Uh, that's a me and mom game. I think we're almost through it. Um, lots of fun. Enjoy that game. If you like puzzly games, it's a great couch co-op environmental puzzler game. Um, so I think that's all. Switch Sports. Um, I'm still loving Switch Sports. I can't, to be honest, get a, get enough of the... Uh, I'm like John. I'm not as good as John. But I'm like I'm like John from Dads After Dark with soccer. I love the so, soccer. Me so and my son play. You're it. Team John and I'm Team Drew. Uh, oh, you really don't like that game? I, I played it once. I'm bored of it. Um, I haven't played. Are you going to return it? A few all the spots, and I just it's. I, I'd rather have that solo progression. That's what I'm missing. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Now here's what I'll say. 
Uh, online play with one to two people is a blast because you get that item deal. I love that. Um, I played with a group of friends last night, and that was that was awful. Like, there's four of us on. Apparently, because there's a four, no, there's five of us on. Because there's only five of us, the only thing we can do is bowl. The game won't split us up into different games. So the only option we have with these kids is to bowl. Well, the kids don't want to bowl. So we drop off one person. Okay, now we can play soccer and volleyball, but for some reason, not tennis, because we have too many switches on, and we can still bowl. And it's like, oh my god, it's so bad. Like, you have this game that came out a few years ago called Arms, and there's this party thing where you all get in there, and you all go do your own thing, and then you come back to the room. Why? Why did we just drop that? That was such a good idea. And Nintendo's like, meh, that's all right. We'll go back to this where we screw them over and we only let them play a third of the games. Ah, so if you're online with friends is not that great. That's all I'm going to say. I'm done. Um, But but online playing against people with just one other person on one console is a blast, in my opinion. Splatoon's 2 going through the uh, going through the. the single player campaign because I have not done that. Uh, for some reason, I just ignored it, and I wish I would enough because it's fantastic. Just to be honest, uh, so me and my son play past the controller with that game. Uh, he does one, I do the other. Uh, he always gets upset because somehow he ends up with the boss. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but every time, every time he ends up with the boss. But he's beaten them all so far. He's doing real good. Um, and then, just so you guys know, my stream Wednesday is going to be Trek to Yomi. Uh, it was going to be that last week, but I I decided to do Iden Chronicles. Streaming Wednesday will be Trek to Yomi for me, so I'll be starting that fresh, so I have no idea what it's... I mean, I have an idea. I've seen trailers and stuff, but um, I've not played it at all. I'll go into it with fresh eyes so that we can all stay together. So, as for me, Mr. Sean, what's you got? You're going to enjoy that game so much. It's it's very storytelling, kind of side-scrolling 3D all at the same time. You're going to really enjoy that. So. I'm excited for it. I've, in, I've enjoyed the little I've played of it, so... Awesome. So what I've been playing, I'll start Nintendo first. Um, because you were on the Nintendo Dads and I listened to that episode, which, by the way, I will quite happily on air say congratulations to handling Justin's questions. You were flawless. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Justin's um, great. He pelted him at me, and I was just like, I was trying to just take him and, and run with him. So I had, a, I had a lot of fun in that episode. I appreciate for them for having me on. And you might want to mention um, you were going to be there. It's yes, big. so many apologies. Just I was supposed to be there. Um, literally, like I went to bed early so I could because I've got to get, obviously I've got to get up at half past two, grab my coffee, get like side out, log on, kind of get rid of all the sleep out of my eyes and stop looking like I'm half asleep. Um, as we were going up to bed, Logan kind of like came into our room. Uh, I think he's going through a bit of a ghost growth spurt. Um, complaining about pains in his legs. And we went from just a whinging child to a full-blown screaming child to a whinging child to passing out at half past two when I would have been getting up um, to to kind of come down and start with the Nintendo dads. And like, I, I, would not have, I wouldn't have had any sleep. That was the issue I was having. I'd have had no sleep. And then in the classroom trying to like learn and refresh. And I've got two three-hour exams this week based on everything that I was doing. So I just, I could not afford to have gone a full night without sleep, which, so, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Sorry to everybody. And I, I, behind the scenes, we'll be working very hard with with them guys to try and get something sorted when it's not as hectic. Yeah, they kindly agreed that we could uh, we come back on uh, to for the full duo. So thanks for that uh, to the Nintendo Dance. So, yeah. so what else you got going? So mo- moving on to, to the uh, Game Pass games and Xbox games. Um, off the back of the games with gold last week, I got very excited for the Inner World. 
um, which I, I've loved that. That was a great game. I, I enjoyed Toonstruck as a kid on the PC. That was a fantastically fun game to play, very quirky and strange. This follows that kind of suit very well, that it's very quirky, it's very strange. It's um, one of those point-and-click style games where you've got to kind of Sometimes you have to have a conversation with somebody to get an item, which then you need to combine with another item to do something in the world. And it's a lot of fun. You take control of Robert, who is the prince flute nose for a group of people called the flute noses. Um, and you've been overthrown. He's, he's, he was overthrown by somebody and cast in stone. And when you start the game, you play Peck, the pigeon, and you kind of got to like, release him from the stone and then you talk like Robert kind of gives a bit, a bit of an explanation. He's got an internal monologue with somebody from the past who he's constantly arguing with. And it's just funny. It's one of those games. that's really quirky, funny, um, great to play. It's just one of those where I don't need to give it a, a massive amount of attention. Um, I can kind of just sit and play it. The kids find it funny because they like Peck. They think Peck's funny. <laughs> so they're like, we're flying around and like, oh, Daddy, go over and pick that person again because they have a funny reaction every time you do it. So, which is good. Um, the other game that I was playing was, and it was only due to the music that you played me last week, which was fantastic, um, is Umaragani Generation, which when you look at the trailer, looked very much like a, first-person shooter, but with a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I've played it, the more interesting it seems to be getting. There's a really oh, wow. great story. About, yeah, there's a really great story behind it, how um, you know, just a normal, everyday kind of people, big alien invasion comes, there's a little bit of a war, um, and bits and pieces like that. And that's how that's as far as I've got to the story. I've got after the invasion and how people are now starting to survive in this almost post-apocalyptic style world. Um, and you score points. You, 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 the idea is you are uh, you you get a list of objectives to complete, uh, which will be take a photo of this, a photo that inclo- includes these things, um, and this, that, and the other. And you get paid based on how moody they are, how artistic, um, zooming in and out, using different lenses, because that's the other thing that's in there. Is you start the game with a standard lens, um, and as you complete levels you get a telephoto lens you get a wide angle fish eye and you could those lenses are interchangeable you can swap them across um, and obviously that changes the style of the photo there is a little editor that you get so you start to be able to change the contrast depth of field saturation tint stuff like that wow. they don't do anything to the score that you get but oh, okay. it automatically automatically saves them to the to the plate to the xbox cloud for you to then download to your device and share which i thought was quite a cool aspect of it um, so you got to you got to do all these objectives, and if you get them done within ten minutes and deliver the parcel at the end of it all, you get extra money for delivering the parcel. There's a couple of other bonus bits that you can get, like including a photo of all your friends, completing the postcard. So there's a postcard photo for each level that you've got to do um, that you can do as a, an extra bonus, um, and that's like you've got to get to a certain spot and make it make your photo look the same as the postcard. Um, and it's good fun. I mean, I'm enjoying, like, being a big camera enthusiast, um, I'm enjoying it. And it's kind of gone from, like, I like to play the mobile games of hidden objects. So, like, you know, it'll tell you to find, like, you know, those games that tell you to find, like, a microscope and this, that, and there's, like, a load of items all over the place and you've got to kind of search through. That's kind of like this. It'll say, you know, take a photograph of 
the word cops. So you've got to kind of like run around this 3D level. It's all different platforms. There's like stairs to climb, pallets to like jump around on and stuff like that. And you kind of got to find the word and then either there'll be a little symbol next to the objective, which tells you you've got to be close to it, far away, telling you which ang- which camera lens you've got to use to take the photo. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's difficult. Um, the platform aspect of it is a little bit lumpy in terms of like trying to walk across planks of wood and sometimes you can just fall off and sometimes you can't like mm. quite jump. Um, I've kind of found a glitch where if you hammer in the crouch and the jump button at the same time, you can suddenly like space jump and be really high in the air and things like that. So, and then there's certain rules that you, none of your photos can include um, what's called a blue bottle, which is what the aliens are. So the photos cannot include the aliens. If it does, it oh, just cool. instantly writes that photo off. You don't get the money for it. And so, so isn't this the like game... photographer's dream? That's, it is, yeah. That it's, sounds it's, like, it's, it's like Pokemon Snap. But like much more yeah. like adult and like, you yeah. know. So did you say that the camera lenses do or don't affect your score? Um, They do. So like. Oh, wow. If, if that's if a you... programming like triumph, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. So like you can, you can take a, you can take a, well, like one of the quests was to take a picture of this mountain. Um, You can take it with the standard lens and I got like $2.50 for it took it with a wide angle lens and I got $3.25 took it with a telephoto lens and it made because obviously it changes the light and everything it looks a little bit more moody so you get a bonus for it looking more moody and stuff like that and it describes wow. describes the aspect of the photo as well so like artistically moody landscape artistically moody portrait and so it's really good, it's good I'm blown away how you could develop something like that like that's that seems yeah. you know that's yeah. gotta be and, hard and it shows that they've put a lot of interest into the development of the game in that sense rather than graphically because it is very rough graphically but you kind of get over that because you've got so many different aspects to think about that graphically you're not bothered so wow and that, that's that's other than floppy nights which have obviously got sat in front of me right now and i've played all of about 10 minutes um that's that's all i've played so far it's been a very busy week i had a busy weekend with the kids and stuff and yard work and bits and pieces like that back in the classroom and trying to keep Lindsay happy because she's had a procedure cancelled yet again thanks to the national health service of the uk um so yeah that's that's pretty much all i played well i wanted to ask you isn't this the game you started off not liking the camera game yes okay all right that's what i thought i thought you that's why i'm so shocked you dm'd me i thought and you were like yeah yeah yeah, i'm out i didn't know you like had done a i don't know maybe not a 180 but i didn't know you changed your opinion on it i came off the back of the last podcast and went straight onto it and i think it was because i was tired oh okay that makes um, sense. I, I couldn't get my head around exactly what <laughs> I was doing and then went back to it the next day feeling a little bit more refreshed. And I was like, actually, no, this is really in depth for what I'm doing. Gotcha. Gotcha, sir. All right. Uh, anything else for you? John? No, I'm good. All right. We have, well, why don't you start? Why don't you take party chat question? We have one, one community question left, I believe. Uh, do we not have a scene for that? We have a scene for the patch. Oh, my bad. Failure. Failure on my part. hey we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have one question. It's coming from Mr. Hambone Johnny, who, by the way, has just come off the back of an awesome episode with Dads After Dark, episode 100. Um, go give that a listen. 
because it's hilarious backwards and forwards about knocking bushes and making sure you don't show genitals in photos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been hilarious. His question to us is, have you guys watched the Halo series on Paramount Plus? Uh, it wrapped up this past week with a wild ending, lots of open ends and opportunities for season two. I have a feeling this is probably pushed towards either yourself, Antonio, and Nick, because I can't get Paramount Plus in the UK. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. I saw the first episode and that was it. Um, it looked bad. Uh, didn't impress me much with the CGI and the the way that the action looked. And the take on the story was pretty interesting. Uh, before I got a chance to subscribe to Paramount Plus, which I did two days ago uh, through the uh, Xbox Game Pass perks, um, I don't know if I'm going to give it the full shot and go back to it. It just, you know, from the the news clips and all the, the clips I've seen online, it just seems like they went um, very liberal with, you know, their telling of the universe. And it, it just, it's rubbing me the wrong way. Um, I'm not saying that it's complete trash. I'm just saying that I got an impression that it was complete trash. Um, yeah, so I am, I, I have not watched the last episode. I, I think I'm one episode shy of watching all of them. Um, the funny thing about this will always be to me that Sean and I sat here and talked about how amazing it would be to see Master Chief's face and the helmet come off. And oh my gosh, so a lot more. We, we, I'm eight episodes in and I've seen a lot more of Master Chief than a, than a, than a head. Let me tell you that much. Um, it's just, it's just crazy to me. It's funny. It's so, I wonder what the producers were thinking when the community was like up in arms about the helmet coming off and they're thinking, I see a lot more than I am coming off. Like I can tell you that much. Um, like I just, I just, I can't imagine what they were thinking. Um, do I like it? Yeah, I do. It's great entertainment. Do I think? But then I am not fussed about Halo lore, right? So I don't, I don't care. Like I don't know. I don't know the story really. I've seen. I've played one and two, and then I played Infinite. I missed the whole gap in between. I don't care about the rest of it. Like it's just a fun story. Um, are they, are they ruining this? Uh, Maybe like, I, like, are they, is it, is, is it a side story that just is never going to be reconcilable with the rest of the game? Possibly. And, and I think that is that kind of what has you Antonio kind of like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not, they've come and out and said, you know, it's, this isn't the halo, you know, this is like a mm -hmm. complete reimagining. And that's just not what I would want from such a, a huge IP. IP. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, you could yeah. take liberties. You know, you should. Some of the takes that they had on Master Chief being hunted by his own team is kind of alluded to sometimes in the game uh, slightly, and they kind of ran with that idea. There's a lot of interesting, you know, takes, but they just went completely, like, out of the scope uh, mm-hmm. to me. And it kind of just took away from anything that I personally liked. Um, Master Chief is at his core, a very robotic um, uh, individual that learns to be human. And this humanized him way too quickly for it to have any type of payoff. And he's supposed to look like more RoboCop, like damaged and, 
and uh, all that underneath the helmet. And he kind of came out looking like he was selling um, like old spice soap or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so, you know, like that, it wasn't for me. <laughs> so. I can't, I can't find the DM, but yeah, that was Sean's take too. When I, I took a, I took a uh, picture of my screen and I was like, well, here you go. Here's your master chief with like on the first episode when he took off his helmet and Sean's like, that's Master Chief? Like, he's like, that little dude's Master Chief? And I'm like, for you, for yeah, you, I guess I, so. In my head, I have this epic battle between the Doom guy and Master Chief. It's like, that is my dream matchup, to watch those two have a punch it out. Like, we're talking the chicken and Peter Griffin from Family Guy kind of punch <laughs> out style. Um, now he's took this mask off, I'm thinking the Doom guy is just going to beat the crap out of him because, you know... You, as soon as you give somebody that face, you instantly the, the, the persona you can you have in your head for somebody can change instantly, and that's kind of what they. If they ever did that to the, if they like took the Doom guy's head like mask off and it was the Rock underneath, I'd be absolutely devastated. I mean, the Rock's a big guy. I've, I've seen him in real life, but it, I'd just be devastated because he's then got a personality for me of a persona of what somebody might be, and I think that's. Because like I love Master Chief, I I absolutely love like, especially in Infinite when he's like jumping off the back of a ship and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll just get it done sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, one man army. And then like you kind of give him this like soft jaw, not quite chiseled, not damaged, no battle scars kind of look. And it's kind of like, how does that guy that's jumping off the back of the, the ship saying, I'm a one, basically, I'm a one man army, I'm going to get it done, have that kind of, no, doesn't doesn't fly very well for me. So. I can totally understand it. I mean, I can. I, I wouldn't like. Uh, I. I'm again. I'm not a graphics guy, so I. I probably look past whatever CGI stuff. You're certainly not the only person, Antonio, to mention that like the CGI is is isn't very great. Um, and for the story, I'm just I'm just having fun. Uh, it, I I have every episode. I get a little bit more shocked about like, oh, okay, I guess we're going there too. Um, and so just knowing the knowing the conversations that were around this this show before it came out and just knowing where it is now uh yeah they've they've gone way past wherever the conversation was for this community um so i'll i'll be there for it i'll be there for a season two um i will say the episode eight i'm not gonna lie i was actually kind of interested to see the spicy season that that or the spicy episode that twitter kept talking about it wasn't it was a letdown twitter let me down i was like oh okay well that that was what you're talking about i guess um so uh so yeah uh but i'm with you john i'm there for episode two or episode or season two very quickly with that um for the uk people that want to watch it they can't get paramount plus you can either use a vpn and do it or if you wait paramount plus is coming june 2022 but i also believe there's rumors that this show is coming to sky customers as well I don't know what that means, but for you UK people, you Sky do. TV. So Sky TV. So if you're a Sky TV customer in the UK, you'll be able to watch the Halo series on there soon. I don't know what the date is on that. It's kind of just stuff that's in the in the pipeline. But yeah. Gotcha. Well, does that wrap it up for us, sir? It does. That's, our that's, that's it. So if you guys if you're listening via the audio podcast, uh, it's now time for you to depart the Game Pass News train as we roll into the Game Pass News showcase. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening. If you want to catch the trailers that we're going to be previewing, head over to Twitch or YouTube. Everything is at Game Pass News. If you want to be involved in the Discord chat, head over to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Dice and subscribe there for as little as a dollar a month. That gets you access into the Nintendo Dice Discord where we sit. Or subscribe to our Twitch channel and we'll get you access sorted out. 
If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at gamepassnewscast at gmail.com or DM us, shout us, tweet us, do everything you can do over at Twitter. That's at Game Pass News 2. And if you listen to this via your podcasting app, please, you know, go on there, give us some stars, give us some feedback. We love that. It's great. We make this show for you. So please feel free to get in touch in any way possible. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Nick Metzger, thanks again for listening. And until next time, guys, we shall see you. Holy shit, I had a pee so bad, Sean.